1: Now, let's get to this bullpen. The geekiest part of a baseball (laughs) offseason. The the geekiest discussion maybe we'll have all offseason here on the Rico. David Stern's collected a lot of names over the last few weeks and few months. Some non-roster invitees like Danny Young and Chad Smith and Yaxel Rios and Cole Salser. A lot of names. Then there are some bigger names. Some guys that have been in the major leagues that maybe we're more familiar with, guys like Jorge Lopez, guys like Michael Tonkin. But when you add it all together, you've got a lot of options on the menu in building a bullpen. Received an email at the ricobh.com last week who said, hey, I've lost track about all these additions. Let's break down the bullpen. So let's break it down, and I'll tell you how I kind of prepared this. I broke it down into tiers because there are guys that are going to be in the New York Mets bullpen they're going to be there. You may not like them. You may not like their careers. You may think they suck. But right now, based on contracts, based on options, based on reality, they're going to be in the Met bullpen. So let's start with the mortal locks for the Met bullpen. Okay. We got like five different tiers, but we're going to start with the lock tier. Get those guys out of the way. Number one, Edwin Diaz. You remember him? Do you remember Edwin Diaz, Pete? Remember that guy? I think I, I think I remember that guy. I think, yeah, number 39? I believe that's right, yeah. Edwin Diaz, it's been so long we forget this, was a guy that we loved, then we hated, then we sort of liked him, then we hated him again, then we loved him, and then our heart broke with him when he missed all of last season after celebrating in the World Baseball Classic. I, I think what we forget is that what Edwin Diaz did in 2022 was an amazingly dominant and historic season. He was reliable, something he never really accomplished in his first years here. He put up a microscopic 1.31 ERA. He struck out an ungodly 17 guys per nine innings. And I also thought what was really impressive about him in 2022 that we shouldn't forget, because it's been a while, is that Buck Showalter used him in many different ways. He was not just a closer. He was the fireman. He was the guy that hey, there's guys on base in the eighth inning. I'm going to use them here. Hey, big spot in the game is in the eighth inning instead of the ninth inning. I'm going to use him here. Even if he throws a lot of pitches, I may not use him for the ninth inning. It may not be a five-out save, but I'll go get these big outs now. I'll worry about the ninth inning later. And not all closers can do that. You know, Josh Hader, who's still a free agent, is one of those guys that hasn't done that. Edwin Diaz did that. So not only did he have this dominant season with a 1-3 ERA and a ridiculous amount of strikeouts and an insanely low whip, But he was used at all times, and he put out every fire. Can he do that in 2024? It feels like that's asking a lot. Like, can he be really good in 2024? Yes. I don't know if missing an entire season is going to be this incredibly big setback. I don't think he's going to turn into what he was in the second half of 2019 where he was unpitchable. But I think what, and I remember seeing this going into 23, so this isn't very different. It seems unrealistic to expect him to do the same thing as he did in 2022, especially off of missing an entire season. So my expectation for Edwin Diaz is he's going to be their best reliever. They're going to use him in all kinds of matters. I expect that Carlos Mendoza would be consistent with that. And I think he'll have a good year. I don't know if he's going to have a 1.31 year, but he is a lock for the New York Mets bullpen. Got that out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that feel good to even have him around and talk about him? Yes. Yeah, but the way you make it sound is like, boy, we need a hell of a lot more because don't expect the 2022 Edwin Diaz. Hey, even if he is 2022 Edwin Diaz, you're going to need a hell of a lot more. Like, the Mets' success in 2022 and what their bullpen did effectively at times wasn't just him. Like, Adam Adovino had a big-time year. Can't ignore that. So, it's more than just him, even if he isn't the guy he was or he is the guy he was in 2022. Lock number two is Brooks Raley. He's back, and Brooks Raley had a mostly good year last year. He's one of those lefties who is not just a left-handed specialist; He can get both sides out—lefties and righties out. He had a very solid year last year. Uh, He sort of backed up what he did a year earlier in Tampa Bay. High two ERA, had that one stint I think on the injured list. Very reliable tweener guy that can get lefties out, can get righties out. He's got the greatest song for when he comes into pitch, that country song that just, I loved. I put it on my Spotify playlist. So Brooks Raley's back. You know, it's funny about Brooks Raley. Without looking it up, Pete, because I, I was sort of surprised when I saw this. Without looking it up, how old is Brooks Raley? Just guess off the top of your head. 32. 35. Wow. Like Brooks Raley is a lot older than... <laughs> I oh, don't know. In my brain, I think of early 30s. I'm with you. I almost forget he's 35 years old. And maybe it's the fact that, you know, he hasn't hit free agency. He's still arbitration eligible for like another year. And lefties can sometimes be late bloomers, but he didn't come up to the major leagues. He actually came up to the major leagues very early in his career, back a decade ago. But then he was in the minor leagues for seven years. And he didn't reemerge into the major leagues until 2020. But either way, Brooks Raleigh's back, and he's in this bullpen. Lock number three. He's actually a free agent signing. He's brand new to this team, and that's Jorge Lopez. Jorge Lopez is a guy who, when you see his numbers from last year, and it bounced around between Minnesota, Miami, and Baltimore, they're bad. And I looked at some metrics to say, well, are there good numbers to it? Are there some underlying numbers that would make you say he was unlucky? Like, the only thing was... His fastball was very difficult to hit. But outside of that, like, he just had a bad year. Now, he had a really, really good season in 2022 with the Orioles. That was the year he broke out. Very good year. Didn't pitch as well when he went to Minnesota. But early 2022, Jorge Lopez started really developing into a good reliever. Because remember, early in his career, he was a starter. He was bouncing around between Milwaukee and Kansas City. And he was in Baltimore. And When they finally moved into the bullpen, he put it all together. So he's coming off of a really good year in 2022, his first full year out of the bullpen, and a really crappy year in 2023. He's 30 years old. He signed a major league contract. It's a one-year deal. It's not a lot of money, but it's a major league deal. It's a one-year deal. Jorge Lopez is in the New York Met bullpen. That's it. Like, they signed him to a major league contract. He is in the bullpen. He's locked number three. So barring any L.I. stints, I.L. stints, L.I. stints, I Elstons, Diaz, Rayleigh, Lopez. Three of the eight spots are already locked down. Now we get to a guy, I don't want to call him a lock, so I'm going to call him a semi lock. And I'll explain further what I mean by that. We're talking about Pete Hoffman's favorite New York Met, Drew Smith. Drew Smith is not loved by Met fans right now, and rightfully so. A year ago, he really kind of, how do I say it nicely? He sucked. That's what it came down to. It felt like Drew Smith gave up big home runs every other week, and it was disappointing because in 2021 and even parts of 2022, especially early in the season, he looked like, hey, here's this 27, 28-year-old kid. He's putting it all together. Here's a reliable reliever. They got him in the, wasn't it the Lucas Duda trade? I think it was. One of the trades when they were dumping in 2017, 2018. Um, Yeah, it was for Lucas Duda. That's right, man. What a connection. It just was last year was a major setback year, step back year for Drew Smith. And I think there are a lot of Met fans that are just done with him. that don't want him on this roster. Well, here's the deal with Drew Smith. He has no options. So the Mets cannot send Drew Smith down to the minor leagues. The reason he's not a full, full lock is because, and I, and I said this at the beginning of the offseason, I can see the Mets trading him in spring training. I can see a team liking some of the peripheral numbers on Drew Smith. He's only 29 years old. He's got one more year of control. And saying... I'll take him because a lot of teams need bullpen help. The Mets aren't the only one. And I could definitely see the Mets saying, hey, we can get this guy back who maybe there's an extra year of control over, who maybe we like some of the numbers on, and moving him out. Are they going to DFA Drew Smith? They are not. That, that, that's not happening. When the Mets decided to tender him a contract, that to me meant he's either on the team or they're going to trade him. Which, which is still possible. I would probably put it at 65% he's on the roster, 35% the Mets work out a deal to trade Drew Smith. So he's in the lock category unless they trade him. He's not like Rayleigh Lopez, and Diaz, who are clearly on the team. I mean, I, I would just be very surprised if Brooks Raleigh, Raleigh, Raleigh is traded. That I don't see happening. Obviously, where Lopez is not going to be traded. They just signed him. That's how I view Drew Smith. Pete's got a look on his face like he's constipated. The idea of Drew Smith being on this team bothers you, doesn't it? Yeah, I have no interest. And, you know, I understand that you can't DFA him. You want to try to get value for him. But you have too many guys that are now looking for bounce-back seasons. Like, I understand the bullpen is so up-iffy. You know, it's up and down every other year. You brought in Jorge Lopez – to kind of be that guy too. Like he needs to have a bounce back season. But yes. Drew, Drew Smith, I know it wasn't as bad as Lopez was last year, but we can't just bank on the fact that
0: he'll be better this year.
1: Well, well, keep this in mind, and the options we're about to get to, like these are the locks and the sort of lock in Drew Smith. Everyone else is going to be complete unknowns, obviously. Because if you weren't an unknown, you'd be in the lock category. I think most of us would agree, besides Edwin Diaz and Brooks Raleigh, they have no reliability in this bullpen. Because you said it with Jorge Lopez, they need a bounce back year from him. He's coming off of a bad year. He was on three different teams. Drew Smith is coming off a bad year. We'll even see if he's on the roster. They only have, and I think this is why most of us believe it would be nice to add one more reliable arm, even though reliable bullpen arms feel like an oxymoron sometimes. There's not a lot of them. But right now the Mets have two of them. They have Edwin Diaz, and they have Brooks Raley. And I'd put Brooks in that category. You know, if you don't put him in that category, that just means you hate relievers, and there's no one you would put in the reliable category because outside of the elite closers, which teams don't have multiple of them, like, who fits the reliable category? But before you DFA Drew Smith and tell him to go F himself, we should listen to the rest of the options because, like I said, none of them are reliable.